show. Comic book flagship. Incredible Edible Hulk. <laughs> How many times did you make that joke? I didn't. That was oh. my first time just now. <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. No, the, I have um, lots of other dumb jokes written down. I it, mean, well, yeah. I will make them up <laughs> on, on the fly. On the fly, because I'm a you're you're snapping an you're improvisational genius. Yeah. I made it all the way up to level B at Second City. Wow. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's the That's second impressive. class I paid for. Well, everyone, welcome to uh, the second <laughs> episode of our. Of the of the comic book logic uh, MCU review, yeah, I still is that really, what it's called? I don't know, but I think that's kind of fun. It sounds you. like a, like a Sesame Street, the MCU review. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, in the, in this episode, we're going over the in order. We're going to the Incredible Hulk, the sequel reboot. Um, I don't know how you would in which the quality. Plummets so quickly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the sequel from Iron Man to oh, yeah. Incredible Hulk. It's the sequel reboot of. I was going to ask movie. you because it yeah. looks like obviously it recasts, you know, and, and it's a significantly different movie. But uh, I was going to ask you. I, I unfortunately didn't have a chance to watch the Ang Lee Hulk, so we Thank won't you. really talk about it. And I know you don't. I don't want to talk about it at all. But I wanted to have it as sort of background, and I just didn't. We'll we'll probably get into that a little bit when uh, we go into the um, trivia section for the movie. Neat. Yeah. But first, uh, let me ask you what we always start off with. Before you actually watch this movie, what did you know about the Hulk? The Hulk. Well, uh, first, uh, to everyone listening at home, the way we kind of do it is uh, uh, I'm Joe. I am the guy who's all about the comic books. This is Kevin. He's the movie guy. Um, I'm trying. This is this whole exercise is is uh, kind of getting Kevin into a new way of watching movies in a comic book style format. Mm. So we're going this in universe, which means or uh, in the timeline, which means we can't reference anything that happens. <laughs> After the Hulk. <laughs> We're going to try. We're going to try. The Incredible Hulk. Well, it'll be easy to do in this case because yeah. really, you know, nothing much happens uh, for a while with this character. There aren't, there, there's not an Incredible Hulk 2 that we have to deal with. Yeah. Uh, or th- and 3, you know, to complete the <laughs> the Hulk trilogy. <laughs> the Trilla Hulk? The tri- exactly. The Hulk. Hulk. Okay. So, so we, we, uh, we always start off with what do we know? What does Kevin know about the about the movie or about the character we're watching? The Hulk. What do you know about the Hulk? Well, as we talked about with with Iron Man, everything that I know about comic, but I won't repeat this with everyone. But everything I generally know about these characters comes from their film and or cartoon and or television portrayals because I really haven't read many. Yeah, so comics, few yeah. comic books that you might as well have said I never read a comic book but in my as, life. You know, as we've talked about, the great thing about these characters is that they are in the cultural zeitgeist. Sure. So and I know, so, uh, obviously, of the TV show, I know you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. angry yeah. I know Hulk Smash. I know Bruce Banner, Gamma Rays. Uh, I get the gist of it. I get the the Jekyll Hyde thing. I get the dangers of technology. I man get that versus he, himself. He broods yeah. a lot. Yeah. He walks away with, <laughs> with a the backpack sad, with the sad Hulk music. Sad Hulk music every time. <laughs> 
that's pretty TV show specific. That's, yeah. That's the great Bill Bixby. The great Bill Bixby, who actually played uh, David Banner, because Bruce was considered too gay of a name <laughs> in in for 1970s America. No, that's a true fact right oh, there. Oh, America. <laughs> but yeah, the, the you know, in all honesty, I'm the Hulk isn't my favorite character of all time. Sure. Um, I, I is he anyone's? He is a lot of people Probably. because of the 1970s TV show. <laughs> yeah, which I'm also not a big fan of. I know people will go nuts because I don't like it that much, but I was always like, this show is terrible. <laughs> and this was also me going, Battlestar Galactica was awesome. <laughs> the 70s Battlestar Galactica, which they would show back to back on you know the local Fox affiliate during mm-hmm. the summer when I had off. That's I would watch that and it'd be like, all of a sudden the Hulk music that, that's Knight Rider. But that Hulk music would start off and I'd be like, click eh? <laughs> or i'd get up off my ass and turn the tv off because that's what it was to like a different uhf station to a different uhf station exactly <laughs> exactly uh, but yeah so um, 82 episodes though that ran i mean it that's decent if you think about it for i mean what other live action comic book yeah. shows really were i mean i know they had done Wonder, some here and there Batman, wonder woman that's uh, the, 19, the 1960s batman I think it was 66 Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one lasted, I think, three seasons, which was back in the 60s, 460 episodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, the the Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, I think, went two to three seasons. I'm not really okay. sure. Hulk lasted, I think, throughout the Cold War. Um, <laughs> I can't really know for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. It I can think of. There was a short-lived Spider-Man TV show as well. Oh, yeah, live-action Spider-Man. Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a couple live-action shows. No, was thank live, you. Yeah, but <laughs> you know I can I could name there are, you can name them on your on both hands. That's about it. You know. Yeah. And only the Hulk was like really entered the cultural mainstream where you had such iconic imagery as the sad Hulk walking away, mm. the sad Hulk music, the, the transformation. Yeah. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Lou Ferrigno became a household name because sure. uh, <laughs> who else would be, <laughs> you know? In fact, I was just watching an episode of family guy last night and they did the whole Hulk opening for the family guy opening. Oh, nice. Where Stewie turns into Peter as the incredible Hulk. But I thought <laughs> it was just funny that we we're going to be recording this. And this actually it was like, that's how much this is like, entered into our our sure yeah at least not at least the baby the baby boomer lexicon yeah it's not as obscure as you would think a a tv show from the 70s a comic book based tv show from the 70s would be well you got to think about it too that hulk only debuted in 1962 so the character the character so i mean less than 15 years after its creation it becomes a Huge yeah. thing. I they mean, they were like, "Let's make this into a, a series, series because yeah. the effects aren't that significant. <laughs> we just <laughs> we have just to paint get... a wrestler green, <laughs> a bodybuilder, bodybuilder, a bodybuilder. That's true. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, haven't you ever seen Pumping Iron? You know, I haven't, oddly yeah. enough. But we'll, we 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 won't stay too much on it. But yeah, that's the basis of of the Incredible Hulk is is that unlike the TV show where he's getting like a weird like dental X ray and becomes the Hulk, the real Hulk. <laughs> um, is well, part of the nuclear the is part of the nuclear program, um, and he's developing a gamma bomb. Um, mm. However, when they're testing the bomb, a young man named Rick Jones is riding his motorcycle out there, out on the testing range for some odd reason. Um, I don't really remember off the top of my head, but Bruce Banner's like, "Oh no, we have to save him!" And he goes and to protect Rick Jones, and as he saves Rick Jones, he ends up getting 
the bomb goes off and he gets an extreme dose of gamma radiation, thus changing him into the Hulk. Yeah. Now, as simple as that is throughout the years, they've always tried to come up with explanations on why he turns into the Hulk. He was abused. He was always, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's always just a simple um, science creates the monster inside of man. You know, it's a Jekyll and Hyde story, just mm-hmm. like had thousands of times before that. Um, but that that's the basic idea of the Hulk. Uh, of course, Hulk has to come to the conclusion that he's in love with Betty, whose father is the same general who uh, put Bruce Banner on this project. But he, now he's also trying to hunt Bruce Banner. It's a it's a great dynamic that they've actually created over the years. Very good archetypes and and uh, uh, the way that the story progresses through that way. But as I say, I'm not a big Hulk fan. I don't think there's a lot of great Hulk stories. There's only yeah. so much you can do with the Hulk, and I think yeah. and. Uh, that's what I think that they learned from the first Hulk movie with Ang Lee, which we'll probably get into a little bit more, is that if the Hulk's not punching something, he's not interesting. So Yeah. Which I always kind of like the Marvel credits, like especially done this way, because it prevents us from having an origin story. Yeah, and if I remember, like I said, I didn't get to see it recently, but I've seen the Ang Lee Hulk, and I remember that's most of the movie <sighs> is that trying to do this thing, and then like it just takes forever to to become the Hulk. I know. And then well, you've it's... got to deal with the whole what's going on, and then now I'm gonna try to control it. Oh, but I can't. Well, I mean, that's like every comic book movies hugest flaw is that you always start the first well Christopher Nolan took three movies for him to become Batman <laughs> um, Superman uh, well the original Superman was pretty good with it uh, Man of Steel took forever for him to become Superman yeah. and that's just always the problem is like you always gotta start off with this origin story it's like no we know who the Hulk is you yeah. know I mean, we it, know he's going. It's, this is all a foregone conclusion. Just yeah. make him the damn Hulk. And I mean, you let's all, do this. Yeah, you get all the background stuff where you know it's shown in flashback, where you you see Bruce strapping himself to that same dental X-ray machine that you see in the <laughs> Bill Bixby Hulk, and I think the even the music da 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 is playing yeah. in the back. I don't know off the top of my head, but then you know you, there's something goes on. He turns into yeah. the Hulk, and he hurts Betty, who's working on this project with him. Played by the, the lovely daughter. Liv Tyler <laughs> as Jennifer Garner, as <laughs> Betty. As Arwen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and then, uh, of course, her dad, played by the indomitable uh, William Hurt. Drunk William Hurt. <laughs> Drunk Will- Is William Hurt ever sober on screen? Uh, maybe he, he ironically might have been sober at the very end when we see him supposedly drunk. That might be <laughs> actual sober William Hurt. And I love William Hurt as an actor. Everything he's in, I'm always like, oh, William Hurt's in this? This is going to be good. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. He was in Dune. Um, <laughs> the remake. Uh, so, yeah. So it starts off. You, After all of this stuff, it turns out Bruce is in hiding. Where is he hiding out? 
he's hiding out in the lovely flamboyant Brazil, working at a soda factory. In a green soda, soda factory. factory. You know what? And the soda's green. The factory's not green. And we should we should mention that, of course, the uh, Bruce Banner, who's hiding out in Brazil, is being played by the greatest actor of our generation, Ed Norton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. He's, he's great. Ed, American History, History X, X Norton, Norton as the Hulk. <laughs> Ed, death to smoochie Norton as the Hulk. <laughs> oh, man. If only the Hulk turned into a big purple <laughs> rhino. <laughs> you know what? And everything... There was a uh, we'll Danny get DeVito's The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> there was so much I loved about this beginning of this movie when he's in Brazil. All of the stuff about him trying to control his breathing, trying to control yeah. the monster inside, like days. And it says starts at the beginning days without incident, and I think it's like two hundred and something or yeah, one hundred something. Yeah, yeah, one hundred and eighty something. I yeah. think. Yeah. And you see him like trying to learn Portuguese, which I find is hard because Bruce Banner's supposed to be a smart guy. It probably wouldn't take him long to learn Portuguese, mm. but. Portuguese is a kind of a stupid language, so maybe it did take a while. <laughs> I, maybe. <laughs> um, so they, they, uh, he's working in this factory. He's now, I, now I miss the name of the soda that that was green. El um, I think it was, uh, which I think is Portuguese for subtlety. <laughs> so that's a good one. Yeah, and they got all this this great stuff. Like he's doing this just to remain in hiding. He's trying to find a cure by communicating with this guy online which i always find mr weird. blue because apparently like bruce banner he's an older guy he doesn't know to be wary of strangers on the internet <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah i met this guy in a in an aim chat room <laughs> exactly you gotta remember this was like 2000 what 8 2008 yeah. yeah 2008 so it's a scary time you never know what's going on yeah um yeah, they so they do this as we learned from Iron Man, uh, it, which also came out that year. Yeah. Uh, there was still MySpace, so <laughs> there was still MySpace. So I don't even know if he was operating his MySpace page at that point. It's like age, it's like all of a sudden, like Mr. Blue types in ASL <laughs> <laughs> 14 Hulk Brazil. <laughs> yeah, he's but the, the, the great things are the little things that uh, they do in this beginning where you see like he's really trying to control himself. He's trying not to get over wor and worked up and everything. He cuts his finger. He freaks the fuck out because, damn it. <laughs> he freaks out because he dropped the blood into uh, supposedly into the soda. Yeah. Uh, and all of that stuff. However, uh, he, he puts super glue on his skin to cover up the blood really quick. Because mm -hmm. apparently his blood has gamma toxicity. <laughs> yeah. You got to watch out for that. Yeah. Also, that's just incredibly unsanitary to ship out soda <laughs> yeah. with human blood in it. But it's Brazil, gamma radiated so or not. I I watched the Olympics in Brazil. I don't think there's that much check <laughs> of, of Brazilian sodas. I've seen oh, City man. of I've seen City of God. I know what goes on in those. <laughs> um, yeah, he he protects the. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, chastity of a, a, a co-worker yes he defends a, her honor he defends her honor <laughs> against some against the ugliest brazilian thugs you could come up with yeah i, I love i love that whole weird little mousy guy yeah it's weird you wouldn't like me when i'm hungry however we find out that the the blood tainted soda gets shipped out to a guy who looks like hugh hefner from uh <laughs> from the iron man movie in milwaukee wisconsin yeah who ends up with a case of radiation, uh, of gamma radiation poisoning, which sets William Hurt 
to find. He's like, this is this is a sign. <laughs> it's him. Wait, is, you know, it's just radiation poisoning from a soda from Brazil. I'm more than likely the Brazil just put plutonium in the soda. <laughs> There's probably not a lot of checks on that. But. Yeah. So, of course, he sends out a billion-dollar operation into a foreign country mm-hmm. with uh, Four Rooms' own Tim Roth as in the lead. Yes. As, as Emil Blonsky, a Russian guy who's from Britain, apparently? Yeah, ru- uh, yeah, Russian-born, but actually English for the purposes of this narrative. I, th- I hate that. I hate that because there's so many good Russian actors you probably could have gotten for the part, or just changed them from Russian to British for some odd reason if you wanted Tim Roth. Yeah. But like, what? What's the point? Why? Why are you doing? It's like when we watched uh, Wolfman and Benicio del Toro, they had to find some way of making him Anthony Hopkins' son. Yeah. They shoehorn that into the plot. <laughs> like, what's? The, why are you doing that? Uh, so they they send him to Brazil, and there's this. Of course, you're going to have this great Brazilian chase through the barrio mm-hmm. with parkour and everything running else. across yeah. the. Yeah, exactly. Running through rooms. The first of several scenes in which Edward Norton runs on foot from military guys. Yes, and what's what's really cool about it is he's got the watch that keeps track of his heart rate. Yeah, throughout the entire thing, he's like, "Oh, when's he going to Hulk out? Oh, <laughs> when's he going to Hulk out? Oh, it's getting there. Yeah, it's going to happen." So when's he going to Hulk out? <laughs> Eventually, they chase him back to the factory where he does. And it looks like they chase him all night because I'm pretty sure when he bumps into <laughs> the bad guys, it's nighttime. But then when he's jumping around on the roofs, it's daytime. I don't know. Maybe that's not as egregious continuity as I remember. I did just watch it an hour ago. Well, it's also a Brazilian nightlife. It just creeps up on you. That's true. Yeah. He, he's ran all night. <laughs> Uh, he ends up in the soda factory where he hulks out and, you know, everyone's trying to take him down, but they can't because he's the Hulk. Yeah. Um, so he's, of course, after a long fight scene where uh, everyone gets beaten to hell. and Yes, the Hulk, he hulks out in the factory. He hulks out in the factory. He grabs some guys. He throws things at them. He, he Lou Ferrigno's out. <laughs> it really would have been funny if after all of this hype, it just is Lou Ferrigno painted green again, <laughs> punching like these guys. Like with that great slow motion where they pick him up and they throw him in slow yeah. motion. Like, well, when you had had the TV show, I mean, out of necessity, it was it was a, certainly a bigger guy and a different actor to show that he had, had changed. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to just paint Bill Bixby green <laughs> and just do close ups to make it look like he had gotten bigger and put short, you know, tiny, tight clothes on him. Yeah. You know, you had to get a bigger guy but i mean he wasn't that much bigger no when you got the hulk i mean he's 40 Gi- feet tall i mean yeah. he's he's godzilla that's, that's something that's very egregious in this film is the way that the hulk's height changes throughout <laughs> it like you know yeah. like you'll notice if you if you pay attention like his height just changes constantly yeah. Um, right, he's either the height of the factory which is two stories <laughs> tall at yeah. least which we saw earlier yeah or then he's dangling from a helicopter, and he looks like he could fit in the helicopter. helicopter. Yeah. And he fits in the bridge that's not two stories tall. I'm getting ahead of the narrative, but well, I'm yeah. agreeing with you. The it's... point is, he's as big as the narrative needs him to be. Yeah. Eventually, the Hulk manages to escape the soldiers and starts jumping. Yeah. Hulk surprisingly agile. <laughs> and he ends up in, I th- what is it, uh, Costa Rica or Guatemala? Guatemala. Guatemala. Yes. Guatemala. Yeah. In a funny scene and where nothing but his pants. In a funny scene, his highly where, elastic pants, where he's like, he's trying to speak to the guy in Portuguese, and the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, Where am I? <laughs> you know, Guatemala, man. Yeah. yeah. Which is 
hysterical to me, but <laughs> like the Hulk can make that many jumps. Yeah. Uh, no one will see him as he's jumping across. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it is jungle, but still. Yeah. Um, and some greats. And then, uh, of course, uh, Bruce Banner manages to make his way back to the United States to find the cure that he's working on with Mr. Blue. Yeah. You know, they tried doing it out of flowers for some odd reason. Mm-hmm. Like out of a scene out of um, Medicine Man starring Sean Connery. They're trying to find the cure out through flowers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he gets back, and he he's... turns out the cure is Lorenzo's oil. <laughs> was the, was William Lorenzo's oil? You know, he might have been. been. I think he we'll might. just go with that. We'll just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're then he get, he has to go back to the university to get his data. Yeah. Because he ended up losing it when he got a. Uh, uh, well, well, he had to get all the blood work and everything taken so he could get it to Mister Blue. Is essentially yeah. what it is. So he has to go back to the university. And back to confront his past, mm. which is Betty, who is now hanging out with the guy from Modern Family, mm-hmm. Ty Burrell, who back exactly. then was known as the jerk from the Dawn of the Dead remake. <laughs> Phil Dunphy, Phil military Dun- government stooge. Playing Doc Samson, who is actually a longtime uh, Hulk character as well. Oh. He's a friend of Hulk. He's Hulk's psychiatrist. Oh. So when Hulk tries to deal with Hulk, deal with inner rage, <laughs> he has to talk to Doc Samson, who's his psychiatrist. Helps him deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up, you know, playing a bunch of games to get into the... How come, how come uh, uh, Ty Burrell never just uh, puts, uh, you know, puts, puts Banner on, like, lithium? I, I, tell me about it. You know, <laughs> you know this is. I mean, a- hell, anyone can go and get you know mood stabilizers now. Your heart rate will never fluctuate. Hulk has medicinal marijuana card. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, well, and that's the thing too is Hulk like need something take edge off. <laughs> Hulk, he could literally get a pacemaker that would mean that his heart rate would probably never change because it does got a pacemaker on it. Yeah. And that would, you know, protect him. But I don't think it's necessarily the heart rate. It's probably some other stuff involved as well. It's yeah. just that the heart rate is a is an indicator that it's about to happen. Probably mm. that's the main thing. Mm. <laughs> what you mean you're out of California gold? <laughs> Hulk smash! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Hulk need Kush. <laughs> That's the only yeah. marijuana thing I yeah. know. <laughs> the um, I'm in Illinois, we're working on it. <laughs> 2018. Uh, actually, it's legal in Illinois right now. Medicinal marijuana is legal in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. there you go. You can't get it anywhere in Illinois, no. but it is. Um. So they they go through this whole. Uh. They he goes back there. Meanwhile. He meets Lou Ferrigno. He meets Lou Ferrigno. Rides him with pizza. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, you have um, Emil Blonsky being confronted by General Ross, and General Ross is like, you want to be just as strong as the Hulk? <laughs> you know, and he turns him into a- I got a thing for that. Yeah. I got I got, I got the shot. <laughs> I got a guy. I got a Hulk guy. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, you want some Hulk steroids is what you want. <laughs> They essentially give him a, a dose of somewhat similar. Apparently, the whole issue is is they were right, trying to recreate the super soldier serum yeah. that created Captain America in the nineteen you know thirties nineteen forties. So that they that's the reason why that's apparently the whole thing of why Hulk and you know, Bruce Banner was 
became the Hulk. The whole project was to become a super soldier like Captain America, as we will learn if we maybe somewhere Later. down the line in a different movie. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We're, we're just in the second movie right now. <laughs> it could be anywhere. So while Hulk is at the um, the university trying to get all of his stuff, all of a sudden General Ross finds out about it and he sends in the guards along with this super agile Emil Blonsky who's running around. And yeah. you have this great fight scene. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was actually really it's well the done. Big, yeah, it's the big, it, the first big, it's the, it's what I, there was, okay. <laughs> uh, no, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's the first, yes, it's the first big sort of action set piece. And it is pretty cool. You got all your stuff. You got the gunfire, you got the explosions, you got a, you got cars flipping over, um, some practical effects, some big uh, big explosions. You've got the the sound wave thing. They oh, use yeah, the sound big wave gun, sound yeah. guns, two big ones, and they focus them on the Hulk, and he stands there, and he's like, oh, this is bad. And then he's like, not bad enough. I'm going to throw a car door, and then he wins. But what's problematic is it's the second time. This has already happened. It wasn't as big the yeah. first time because it was in the factory. And, and it, it was dark. It was short-lived. It was dark. This was more out in public. It, this was a big thing. And it it underscores the big problem with the Hulk that you said earlier, that there's not much to him. Mm -hmm. What you see him do in that scene is all he can do. Yeah. He can just be the Hulk. And then... <laughs> I think that's his mantra. That's it. <laughs> it's... I'm, I'm, Dr. Sampson, <laughs> I forgot my mantra. Be the Hulk. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. Hulk be Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> And that's and that's we that's all you're watching. So you're so as soon as you see that, you're like, Welp, that's basically it. Yeah. That's all it's gonna be. Well, I mean, and I think well we'll get a little bit into that after we get it out of the out of the uh the, the plot, but you're you're absolutely right. And it's the it's the thing the hardest thing to balance with this movie is this like you have to make Bruce Banner and his relationships interesting. Yeah. Like you have to understand what is going on with him in order for you to feel anything when he becomes the Hulk. And that that actually becomes super problematic later, which <laughs> when we'll go into like the end of the movie, the third act of the movie. But yeah, so you have this big fight scene outside where Emil Blonsky gets, basically, he does pretty well, but he gets trashed by the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. So Hulk goes on so the run. So he's 0 for 2. He's go for Hulk. 2, yeah. Hulk goes on the run with Betty where they do a clever purple pants joke. Yeah, yeah. Purple and pants joke. Well, first they have to do the. Uh, I thought briefly I had uh, put on a different movie and I was watching King Kong because you had yeah. to have the obligatory. Yeah, uh, it was almost straight out of King Kong. The pretty girl who in the cave, you know, yeah. In, yeah, on a cliffside or whatever, you yeah. know, uh, trying to reach the tenderness within the the big the beast, the snarling yeah. uh, animalistic beast. I thought it was King Kong, but it was nowhere near. Uh, Turns um, out allegorically it was, racist enough. <laughs> it was King Kong. I thought it was a King Kong, but it turns out it was just a poor man's Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's a reference Lorenzo's oil and Mighty <laughs> Joe Young already in the this podcast. The Hulk's in a cage on the sea, just floating out there. Everyone's crying. Mm. Mighty Joe Young, no. Mm. Uh, yeah, they go on the run and, and make it to the university where it turns out that. 
uh, Mr. Blue is actually Delmar from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. I'm just like, I forgot. I was like, oh, Tim Blake Nelson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Gopher. <laughs> He's also the bad guy in the movie Holes, starring Scorny oh, Weaver. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so if I can name all the Tim Blake Nelson movies, I know. <laughs> That's it. That's about all of them. Uh, he's been in a bunch of movies. He's a good director, too. But he, he plays this this goofy kind of scientist who's trying to help out Bruce Banner for some odd reason. It's never really explained why he wants to help out. And he just does. Yeah, it's, it, just, it's just that sciencey thing where he's just like, well, this is what I want to do, you know, in, in terms. I guess it's just that scientific curiosity. The yeah. same thing that led Bruce Banner to become the Hulk is the same reason that he's trying to help him out. Yeah, he I, recognized potential in, yeah. you know, being able to make people, just people in general, he mentions being uh, impervious to disease yeah. and things like that. So, I think that bullets, you could, apparently. I think you could best just describe it as game recognize game. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and he seemingly cures Bruce... In some weird way with yeah, the serum. It, it kind of didn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was, yeah, it was not, it was very Temporarily, conf- let's say. Yeah, it was very confusing. Um, but as that's happening, Emil Blonsky is healing from his wounds and demands to become even more. Give, him, give me more, you know, so yeah, they give him all I the want serum. that. Yeah. I want it. I want it. I want it now. I want the world. I want the whole world. I want to wrap it all up in my pocket. It's my bar of chocolate. Give it to me now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Willy Wonka's in charge. Bruce Bruce Bixby in the chocolate factory. Uh, uh, Bill Bixby in the Bruce yeah. Bixby. That's I'm okay. Confusing myself. Yeah. I'll let the joke stand. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> the, the joke stands. And of course, this leads to the big epic confrontation. And uh, uh, Emil Blonsky. Hulks out himself and becomes the abomination. That's the name. I don't think they ever actually call him that in the in the movie, but he uh it it's I they do they they don't call him that in terms of like call saying that's a thing, yeah. but his but, name is now the abomination. But we'll just Delmar call him that. says yeah. Delmar. you're not gonna Professor Delmar, yeah. sorry. Uh says that, you know, we don't know I don't know what's in you now. I don't know these yeah. these this reaction might result in an abomination. abomination. And I thought, go. oh that's I, I was interested. That stood out to me, and I didn't know about the character, the Abomination. So well, I just looked because I thought, well, I wonder if that's his actual name because that's such a weird. Yeah, it's a line. Yeah, line. And it Marvel turns out that's movies kind of it. Are so notorious for this. I'm sure they're going to do it later on in the series. Mm-hmm. But like they did it in the first Iron Man movie, where he goes, you know, we're Iron Mongers. Like, yeah, you know, it's like that's just a weird line. Why are you throwing that out there? Because it has to be the the, the nod name, to yeah. the name of the thing. And actually, that's interesting because when they when he call he gets called Hulk, sort of references Hulk for the first time when in the aftermath, the second the big set piece. So yeah. we talked about the second fight. They they're in, they're doing the news report, and the kid says like it was like a big Hulk, Hulk. and I was yeah. like, okay. I don't buy that anyone would use that word without to knowing. describe him because the only reason you would say that word is, is because is of in reference Hulk. to the character Richard. called the Hulk. Like, yes, it's a word, but no, it's not in the vernacular enough to where if he said like this a, kid's gonna say it, a big hulking thing or yeah. a big hulking be, monster, that would have been yeah. enough. And then she still could have <laughs> like 
gone with that and yeah. used the term Hulk. It was just weird. I'm I'm yeah. picking nits at this point, but no, you know, and it's um, DC TV shows are pretty bad for doing this too. I always um. Uh, All the CW, yeah, the CW, uh, the, the Flash uh, and, and Green shows. Arrow. They refused to call him Green Arrow, and they refused to call him even the Arrow for the first two seasons. He was always, or the first season, he was he was the Hood or the Vigilante. It's like, well, just call him Arrow, call him Green, call him something. Just you know, we know what he's called. The Flash is the same thing. They call him the Blur or the Streak, and eventually, towards the end, they're like. He's like some sort of flash, and I'm just like, thank God. That's how he gets his name. Exactly. But see the, the, I, you the know, it's when you poke, it's when you poke your wife in the ribs yeah. and go, "That's the name of the movie." <laughs> it's it's worse though the the other way where like immediately upon becoming a thing or putting on a costume or taking you know doing something, you're like. Call me this now. Yeah. Call me the Flash now. Like, that's more cornball. Well, I mean, the only time it actually ever works is, who are you? I'm Batman. That's <laughs> true. And then you're like, well, he's the Batman. He's the Batman. Yeah. What is the S? The Batman. What does the S stand for? <laughs> I always like calling him the Batman, like the Facebook. Uh, yeah. That's I always call him the goddamn Batman after the comic book that he was in where he says that. I'm the goddamn Batman. Which is just so, like, why would Batman say that? <laughs> it's like, I'm goddamn Joe. Like, I would never say that. Well, actually, I probably would. He would, yeah. yeah. You, that's, yeah. But the, um, so. That's your voicemail message. <laughs> that shit, I'm changing it now. <laughs> um, so you have this big fight now. So, uh. As, as Emil Blonsky becomes the abomination, he fights all the soldiers that he's supposed to be working with. Now that he's gone a little, he's gone a little hulky. He's gone, he's out of his mind. Yeah. And. Well, but we got to have the, the scene where they're, where after they capture the Hulk. They do capture. When they're gonna, well, they capture, they're where they capture to, Bruce. They capture Bruce. Sorry. Yeah. And he's in the, and he's in the helicopter and he says, oh, I'm going to go down there and I'll probably change into the Hulk. Cause like, my heart rate will. But we don't if you'll change it to the Hulk. Well, I'll probably change I'll it probably, to the Hulk. I'll probably do it, though. I'm going to try. Why don't you kick me in the jimmy? That'll help. I was going to say, like, that's the most reckless way to, like, <laughs> test, considering we know that he can potentially Hulk out as soon as he gets a boner. Like, yeah, that's, that's way a, that's another, yeah, scene that they talk about that they way have. Way easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit my microphone right there. But, yeah, it's like you, there's certain ways that, like, it's like you, you you kick him in the jimmy and he's like, oh, he like, oh he's start. talking all quick, throw him up the plank. <laughs> Give him a kick. <laughs> Give him a kick. <laughs> close the door. Close the door. <laughs> exactly. And then you have the 30 minute long fight scene between it's, the Hulk and the Abomination of the Chest. That's how you know it's a, a Hollywood Marvel movie. Oh because my it's, it has to end with 20 minutes of CG punching. And it's not even like good CG punching. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Oh my. Like. And I was fortunately thinking- my uh, my that was right at the time I was watching the movie that my my wife came home so she came in the through the door behind me where I was watching the movie and it was like oh good like I don't have to pay attention <laughs> anymore to what's happening on the screen because I know what's happening on the screen yeah it's lots just, of bad punching and it's like, like and it's like it just keeps going and they're like from a helicopter and then there's chains and they're fighting with the chains and yeah. it's just like God it just keeps going I. And it's just it's a punch after punch, and the punches don't lead to anything. It's like no, they never do. I mean, sometimes like you can have a fight that leads to something else that could potentially lead to something else, but it's just more and more punching. It's 
you know, it's interesting when I think about action movies where because every action movie is going to have sort of that big action set piece. That's what makes it an action movie. And there's usually going to be, you know, two or three of those. I always think about like one of the coolest ones of all time, in my opinion, is in is the uh, the trucks. The truck and the motorcycle thing in Terminator 2. Yeah. Through the... Viaducts. Uh, the viaducts. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think. That's so great. And it's a lot of practical effects. And there's some some special effects in there, too. And there's probably some some rudimentary CG, um, especially with the, the T-1000. But that's... You need those scenes. And they're... They can be long and they can be something. But, yeah, you have to have that change of scenery. You have to have... Um, something there's to be yeah. good editing it has to be put together well it just, you have to it, it has to be orchestrated in a very good yeah and i think way. that's like that's it can't just be two yeah. cartoon characters punching each other and cg destruction to a place i, I don't even know where they were they were yeah. i don't know they, downtown yeah. who caresville downtown milwaukee <laughs> and that's why it never recovered <laughs> uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more when we get into our, our reactions to the film but then, uh, of course, after the movie uh, and after the big fight scene where the Hulk finally wins because it wouldn't really be a movie if the Hulk lost. Yeah. Uh, Betty begs Hulk not to kill the Abomination for some odd reason. Yeah, it's probably way safer and more practical if he just kills him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, no, don't kill the Joker. You'll be just like him. No, you should probably kill the Joker. <laughs> He's a really bad man. And, you know, yeah. as much as I don't agree with corporal punishment... I I would err on the safe side on this one, <laughs> but the 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 Hulk, you know. So it's, so then he he of course goes away, and there you have the sad Hulk going away music. Um, yeah. I don't even know if it plays there, but it should have. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> does. And then it does in our hearts. It does in our hearts. And then you see like six months later or whatever, Hulk is up in the British Columbia, mm-hmm. um, listening to vinyl and uh, smoking medicinal marijuana. <laughs> Um, you know, standard things you Getting do when you're in Va- healthcare. When you're when you're in Vancouver, things you do. Yeah. Eating really good shellfish. Ooh. Yeah. But it turns out now he can, can control That's sort the of the Hulk implication. Yeah. yeah. And uh of course, you have the tag scene at the very very end after all the credits roll. Where before the credits, oddly enough. Oh yeah, that's right. This the, is before this, the credits. Yeah. I fast forwarded just to see if yeah, there was another tag, right. and you're, there's not. It just right. thought it was odd, but that's drunk William Hurt. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, sober William Hurt <laughs> drinking and in a bar. Tony Stark. Tony Stark comes in. He's like, "You ever want to join the Avengers Initiative?" And it's just like, "Why are you asking him? You should be asking the Hulk." <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Which is actually pretty... I got an Avengers guy. <laughs> I got an Avengers. Which oh, is a... good. I got a Hulk guy. And uh, they. We'll get into this that they talk about this quite a bit, this scene quite a bit in further, uh, in the in stuff that they had to fix. Like this was not this was they were like, oh, we we screwed this up. <laughs> mm. We shouldn't have put this scene in here. Yeah, but then and then that's the end of the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, mm. yay. Doctor David Banner. Physician, scientist, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation interacts with his unique body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs.
nature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. explosion took the life of a fellow scientist and supposedly David Banner as well. The reporter thinks the creature was responsible. I gave a description to all the law enforcement agencies. They got a warrant for murder out A murder which David Banner can never prove he or the creature didn't commit. So he must let the world go on thinking that he too is dead until he can find a way to control the raging spirit that dwells within him. All right, now we're back for some uh, trivia on the actual movie itself. Um, this was, of course, the not the first Hulk movie of the 2000s. Um, <sighs> this is actually a reboot five years later. Or, or re it's, it was actually written as a sequel, but it turns out to be more of a reboot of the 2003 Ang Lee Hulk, the much derided but still 66% on Rotten Tomatoes Ang Lee Hulk <laughs> for some odd reason. Uh, the movie where... Uh, an Australian guy plays the Hulk and he punches mutated poodles. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> it's so and then he fights from the direct from the acclaimed director of Brokeback Mountain and the Ice Storm and the Ice Storm comes a movie where um, the guy from Munich punches out the Prince of Tides. Um, mm. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, I saw it in two thousand three. I was like, "What is this?" It was very beautifully shot, but not a very good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so th this movie actually went through the Hulk was actually in production the the original not the 2003 since the 1990s of course different people passing in and out of the director's chair Joe Johnson was actually um slated to direct for a while um based off of Jumanji they wanted him to oh. direct the Hulk yeah which I thought was pretty interesting cuz Jumanji deals with a lot of CG <laughs> and uh Robin Williams is kind of hulkish I guess <laughs> what year it <laughs> The, which Hulk is, Roll 7. And I love Joe Johnson as a director, and I hope he gets to direct a Marvel movie at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe down the line sometime. But the they so they finally made it in 2003. Uh, I think it was Paramount. Uh, it was under the Paramount Studios. Universal Pictures. Universal Pictures had it. Ah. And it didn't do so well. I mean, it did fine. It made its money back. But they wanted to do another Hulk movie, and it kind of added into the line. So it was the first in that first lineup with Iron Man. They actually got, uh, I don't, Louis Luterrier or is it Luterrier? I don't know. Um, the guy who brought us the transporter, the guy from the transporter, <laughs> yes, who would go on to do that also derided clash of the titans yeah that was so bad but why couldn't they like if they if he was a guy who did the transporter why couldn't you get jason statham to play the emil blonsky role at least he probably could have done Ooh. like a like yeah. a good russian accent or something like yeah. that yeah you know, chev chelios fighting off you know <laughs> always but i mean it's, it's like uh i mean it was it was a stroke of genius on behalf of the people who did iron man to bring in uh, the guy who did Maid and Swingers. So why would you get just the guy who does generic action flicks to do this movie? And I suppose we could get into that in a little bit. Well, Zach Penn wrote it, and Zach uh, Penn also not a very good writer. Well, no, but well, but I mean, he's he wrote you know a ton of these 
uh, superhero movies. Superhero movies. Involved in a lot in, in X-Men. Uh, I'm all looking movie? at this right now. Yeah. I don't know this. Elektra, Inspector Gadget. You know, all the big superheroes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the, the thing <laughs> is, is that if you look at all of those movies, only two were decent out of all the ones he wrote, which was X2 and Avengers. And he didn't even do the dialogue in Avengers. He just wrote the storyline, yeah. which was terrible in Avengers. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. We haven't. We, I don't well, know if the Avengers, Avengers movie is. We haven't, we haven't seen, seen it, yet. it. It's 2008. Yeah. But what I think what saved this movie was actually part of a big controversy with it was mm. Ed Norton basically rewrote this entire movie. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the biggest bit of trivia we could talk about this movie is that when it was originally written, when Ed Norton came on board because they didn't want to get back uh, the guy from Munich, they <laughs> I can't Eric, remember, Banner. Like, Eric Banner. I couldn't remember his name. When they originally wanted to bring in Eric, sorry, ba- I yawn whenever I think of Eric Bana. It's just a too. weird reflex I have. <laughs> they, when they brought Ed Norton in, he basically rewrote everything that was interesting about this script. Everything that had to do with Bruce Banner controlling his heart rate through um, meditation, speaking Portuguese to a dog, <laughs> speaking Portuguese to a dog, Beseme mucho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything that he did with that was interesting was all written in by Ed Norton, hmm. and. I guess it caused some controversy because uh, when they showed up at Comic-Con to talk about this, Ed Norton basically said, I wrote this movie. <laughs> and they were like, wait a second, Zach Penn wrote this movie. And they actually had to take it. And to- that's when Edward Norton ripped off his uh, face mask and revealed that he has always been <laughs> Zach Penn. They yeah. are the same person. Uh, yeah. Truth bomb. Yeah. Dropped right here on the Comic Book Logic podcast. Yeah. You're welcome, America. <laughs> and you have... Uh, you have Ed Norton <laughs> revealing that he's always been a priest. He actually became a priest during uh, Keeping the Faith, the <laughs> underrated movie with him and Ben Stiller and uh-huh. Jenna Elfman. Yes. And there you go. But yeah, the um, <laughs> Jenna Elfman. Uh, <laughs> Danny Elfman wrote the score for the Hulk movie, The Ang Lee Hulk. Oh, see, yeah, it, all ties, it all ties together. Thir- well, not really. Yeah, and so and that's part of the reason why... I really, it's jumping the timeline, why Ed Norton didn't keep the role of the Hulk in future installments was yeah. because of the friction he had between Marvel Studios and uh, during this movie. Because he claimed to write, he took it to the, to the Writers Guild to get credit for writing it, and they actually gave it to Zach Penn because it was more about themes and, you know, mm-hmm. the overall story arc as opposed to what. Uh, he brought to this film in terms of the character. Yeah, I'm sure that he didn't. I mean, you can you can write and sort of massage your character and even any rewrite and be like, I'm going to play it this way. And and I can definitely see him doing that. But that doesn't it, it garner you a, a, a writing credit for a film. No. Yeah. And I, I actually and I I wish that they kind of had given more reins to Norton because it was a, I wish Norton directed it because it probably would have been, you know, sure. been a much more interesting film. All right, so here comes the part where we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like about the movie. The- All right. I'm going to get esoteric slightly, or okay. as, or aesthetic, I guess. Uh, 
I noticed, I mentioned the green soda, the, yeah. the subtle green soda. And yeah. by subtle, I mean, of course, the opposite of that. Lots of that. Lots of green. Noticed it everywhere. In the very end, William Hurt's drinking, drinking uh, this like, bright green, stupid, non-existent cocktail. I don't it's know. It's Mountain Dew and Jack. <laughs> Mountain Jack and Dew, exactly. Jack and Dew. He, uh, so, I mean, a car goes by. At key moments, big green obvious things happen. The movie was also super, it's, it was like the color saturation yeah. was up to, so we talked about in Iron Man that it was it was sort of very cartoonish. It was very yeah. brightly colored, and, and I love brightly colored movies, especially in contrast to a lot of what we see now yeah. where, Darkers are always, yeah. eh, they're, they're, they're always, they're, they're always either like they're all blue or like you watch a movie like, um, you know, a somber movie like um, Enemy or The Immigrant where everything is yellow. <laughs> it just looks like everything's been, yeah. you know, is, was found in the desert. Um, and, you know, all the DC movies are all really, really stark. Yeah. So I love the, the, that. The but... term that we that I tend to see used a lot is grimdark. Yeah. And that's kind of what we have a lot going on right now. But. This movie, as much as I appreciate the colorfulness, I mean, I noticed this during the scenes where there was William a... Hurt and, and Tim Roth are talking in, in the hangar, and he's explaining kind of the concept, and he's going to be like, I'm going to make you a Hulk. Everything was super bright and super saturated, but to the point where it was just garish. Everything yeah. looked just absurd. It looked like a video game. Iron I, Man looked like a cartoon. Hulk looked looks like, like a video, video game. game. Perfect analogy. And there I was hate uh, video games. <laughs> well, there's like a, there's a lot of, there was also a lot of purple in it too. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, there's a lot of green and purple. Those are kind of the standard yeah. Hulk colors that people like associate me would associate with the purple pants and the green Yeah, guy. and I, I think that was, that, that was my, one of my bigger issues with it is that it relied too much on Hey guys, remember the 1970s Hulk TV show? So many references every to it. Every 15 minutes. If you it had was like, to have something. If it was just Lou Ferrigno as a security guard, it would have been great, but it was like every 5 or 10 minutes there was something that referenced that old TV show. At the show. very it was the it was the you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry <laughs> uh in the very beginning and yeah. then you had at the very end it was like Hulk pander and then he <laughs> smashes Oh, no, I'm sorry. He said smash, not pander. That's yeah. what I heard when yeah. he did it. Well, Hulk smash, that's more comic booky than that's actually from the comic book as opposed to the TV show. But, yeah. yes, I mean, it was. Um, and it, I don't fault them for some of that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, the purple pants were a bit much. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, if you're going to bring it, we got to remember this is early in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you're going to do it, make it your own. Don't mm -hmm. rely on yeah. all of this other stuff. Don't hamstring yourself. And Iron Man benefits from that because there's nothing, nothing. to draw from in yeah. the culture. We get to just, they get to invent everything. Yeah. But Hulk, they're bringing not only the baggage of the movie from five years prior that <laughs> no one liked, um, they're bringing in that, you know, a, a campy TV show from the 70s. I say that it's campy because everything was campy in the 70s. <laughs> Even the president. Campy I mean, have you or, seen Nixon? Campy and or covered in cocaine. <laughs> Our president was Richard Nixon. It's like, how could you get more campier than Richard Nixon? Campy and sweaty. <laughs> oh, wait, Gerald Ford. <laughs> that was the 1970s. More, more, more. How do you like it? How do you like it? More, That's what this movie needed more of. Disco. disco. Yeah. The soundtrack to this movie was terrible, too. 
I don't even There's really remember exactly. much of it. Exactly. There, there was nothing, nothing to it. I mean, who even did the music? Uh, Some idiot. Danny Yuffman, Danny Yuffman, Danny Yuffman. It's uh, Craig Armstrong. Yeah. Not known for anything at this point. Love Actually, uh, I now, guess. Now, <laughs> there was... According to IMDb. There was some things that I actually did really like about this movie. As I said, I love just about all the character stuff. Yeah. The Bruce Banner was fantastic. All the stuff Ed Norton did with Bruce Banner was great. All this I liked Liv Tyler as as Betty. I thought mm-hmm. she was very good. She was a little She um, was less dippy like she is as Arwen. Yeah. Uh less elfin. <laughs> yeah. I mean she was still a little bit like I don't want to say battered woman syndrome, but it was like it was almost like not quite, but yeah, a little bit too nursemaidy, I guess. It would yes. be the way it was like like uh, yeah. Florence Nightingale syndrome. That's what it is. You know where the yes. nurse falls in love with yeah. the the guy. Mm-hmm. The, that's kind of what it is. A little it's, bit of that. Yeah, she's, she's like, oh, you don't understand him. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Which is, of course, she is. You know, uh, and I I love William Hurt. <laughs> so sure, I can't. I I if just a guy with a mustache in a uniform screaming is fantastic that's for any your movie. Favorite kind of movie because <laughs> it's like. It's silly because it's. Ooh, is there a general who's going to have a mustache and yell? <laughs> a, a gray-haired general with a mustache who yells at people. He's got like spit I'm coming in. out of his mouth. It's like that's like a stereotype I love watching in movies because I think yeah. it's fun because you could be you could choose scenery like that. Yes, and have, be fun with it. In fact, the and even I kind of like Delmar a little bit. Yeah, hey, he was okay. He's a little annoying. But... My only problem was Tim Roth. It was like. You're going to get the wiener kid from Four Rooms to be the bad guy? <laughs> I can't look at Tim Roth and seriously see him as a bad guy. Was he Rosencrantz or Guildenstern? I'm trying to remember. Gary Oldman would have been better for that part. That's true. Speaking of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, that... <laughs> I've frequently not been in books. <laughs> but... Another weird poll. God, we're referencing some very strange <laughs> movies on this one. I know. I guess that's what happens when all we have to talk about for an hour is the, the Incredible, incredible Hulk. Hulk. But yeah, it's like I love all of the character work, but it's every time that you don't have two characters talking, I'm just like, I'm tuning out. I yeah. can't handle this movie. It's too cartoony. It's too video gamey. It's like yeah. a video game cutscene. It's well, it, and I mentioned uh, when my wife, you know, my wife walking in at the end, and she had never seen this movie, but she got to see the very end. So she got to see basically, she walked in roughly where the thing with the chains was about yeah. to happen. And she's like, oh, and you see the abomination, uh, Hulk, a.k.a. Hulkzilla, okay. um, with the big back spikes like the the typical Godzilla monster. And he's jumping around at the end. He's jumping off buildings. She's just like, this is basically exactly what the whole, what a video game would look like. It, like that's what we're watching. Well, and and it's, like, this is exactly what we're and watching. And it's not even that, but the, the CG at the end looks so rushed and so bad. Yeah. I mean, at least when you have the Hulk fighting all the tanks and everything in, at the university, mm-hmm. the CG looks decent. I mean, it's bold to do that in broad daylight, too. Yeah. And it's not it's not bad CG. And it's not bad CG. It's dated CG, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the the fight at the end is bad CG mm-hmm. and dated, so it's not. You know, it occurs good. to me, this was only six years ago. Yeah, but even really six. really got a lot done in six years. <laughs> it's not. In six years, you can really – there's few movies where the CG truly stands the test of time, and only, like, two of them I can think of off the top of my head, which is Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park. Those both are, from, yeah, Those are my two examples. Both, both are 25 – yeah, 20 years prior to the mm-hmm. uh, the Hulk, but it's like, come on. Or 15 years prior to the Hulk, Incredible Hulk movie. Yeah. Yep. But it's like, come on. 
this just looks bad. This looks like it's rushed. And the story, what can you say about the story? It's it's a, it's a standard Hulk story. It's all you can do. It's the it's the only kind of story you can tell with that. And that was sort of another one of my problems and 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 I don't know what else I would have done. I know what I would have done instead, but where it really started to slow down for me was after that second action sequence when it's like we're gonna we're, I, I think I might have a cure I'm sitting there you know you're sitting there as, an, as a person watching this movie like you don't have a cure that you would mean he wouldn't be the Hulk, Hulk anymore exactly he's clearly gonna be the Hulk for the rest of the movie and beyond don't spend this much time on maybe the cure work. of course the cure didn't work <laughs> I, it's I, the Hulk, right? Was he gonna not be the Hulk for the? We have an hour left. Yeah, <laughs> an hour left, left to this stupid thing. Yeah, <laughs> when it's like I wanted more of stuff with, with Ty Burrell. I wanted more stuff with with Betty. I wanted, yeah. I wanted that stuff. I, you know, yes. even even stuff with more, most stuff with William Hurt. Like, why does he hate the Hulk so much? We get a brief idea it's because the Hulk hurt Betty, but is that the only reason? Does he feel partially responsible for the creation of the Hulk? It's you know, rare that you're asking for more sort of character, character. development yeah. and non-punchiness <laughs> in well, these movies, but I completely agree with you. Yeah. I would have loved more of that because it wasn't going to be as boring an origin uh, in an origin story kind of sense. It wasn't yeah. going to be all of that. Like we, well, we were already two big action sequences in let's go ahead and flesh this out yeah. instead of just screwing around with well, a cure i mean for for me it's it, what we talked about in the first movie where it's the drive towards heroism the drive towards villainy um the hulk doesn't really isn't really much of a hero no so but i mean the closest they come is is when he goes to fight, fight the abomination. Nice. He says, "Well, maybe I can focus it. Yeah. If not control it, I can try to focus it, or target it, or whatever." He says, and uh, you know he does, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's well. It, in... The big moment of that was supposed to be when he doesn't kill him, but he also didn't really explicitly kill. Well, I guess he does kill some people early on on <laughs> yeah. purpose. But I mean, it's like you have the drive towards villainy, which is the other half of that coin. It's like why, like, at least in in Iron Man, you get this reason why Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges wants to be mm-hmm. in, is is the villain. It's a silly thing, but at least you know why he's the villain. Why is General Ross the villain? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even get the basics of that. Yeah, we, we don't. don't get the basics of why Emil Blonsky. Wants to, we get like we oh, get the idea of he, oh, he feels I'm old. old. He wants that power, <laughs> and then it. The implication for me, what I assumed was that he, uh, once he gets a taste of that and it starts to screw with him, he it corrupts him in some way, and he yeah. says, "I need it," and then it starts to become a desperate thing, almost like uh, he be, he becomes more of an addict than yeah. a villain. But that's the thing is like. But then That's... once he turns into the monster, he's very clearly like, I'm bad Hulk now. Yeah. But the you thing know. is, is like we're we have to draw all of this out. Yeah. There's we're, nothing we're that's... projecting that on the movie for the, the most part. There's nothing even like remotely referencing any of this except for him saying, You feel old, don't you? <laughs> I feel old just watching this movie. I've aged three hours watching this movie. That's only two hours long. <laughs> it's only that's, two hours that's long. That's a weird uh, <laughs> yeah. effect. 
It's it's like interstellar at that point. I'm I'm <laughs> aging more rapidly while watching this movie. Hulk relative. <laughs> but okay. So that's that's the uh what what do you what do you think about the casting at least? I've talked I've liked I like most of the casting. Yeah, for the most part. I agree with you Tim Roth probably wasn't the best choice um because I agree. I, I don't really see him as a villain in any meaningful way. Um I think everybody else was fine. Um Norton is an okay banner. Yeah. I don't know enough about Banner to know about the character to know kind of what if anything does he need uh to do or be, but I mean he's a fine actor and so yeah. I'm happy to see him in that. I mean for me he's a little too I mean after watching anybody Pasty. in American History X, you're like that guy could kick ass. You know, it's like <laughs> Banner should be a little more wienery, I guess. Okay. Like, like a little more Millhouse. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I always thought, thought the best person to play Bruce Banner in any way, shape or form would have been uh, um, Steve Buscemi. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like someone like that. Interesting. But there's no way you could get anywhere to believe that Liv Tyler would be interested. I was about to say that throws a wrench into the love uh, <laughs> interest. It's like, oh, Bruce. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Go back I, to being the Hulk. I love Steve Buscemi too. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, but he's not a good-looking man. Yeah, you can't have someone. Sorry. You can't have someone relative. Well, I guess you could have someone good-looking, but it's got to be like small and weak. You know, you can't have someone who looks like they could kick my ass become someone who looks like they could kick my ass. Because it's like to me, it's like both of them could kick my ass. What's the point of this? And he's learning his little, you know, Krav Maga moves yeah. or whatever they are in the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know Bra what they are. He's learning Brazilian knife fighting. Don't you know that? <laughs> no, I don't. You All Brazilians know knife fighting. <laughs> this should be called the Hulk. Joe makes racist comments about Brazilians. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't upset them. There's about a Brazilian of them. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay. Oh, all right. I'll allow it. Now it comes to the, the final part of the podcast. Our, our favorite part is, this is our fun fantasy. If we part. recast this movie in a different decade. Now we did Iron Man in the 1970s, but of course it'd be impossible to do the Hulk in the 1970s, 1980s because of the TV, the TV show. show. Yeah. So I had to push it back to the early 60s. That was my 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 push for this one. Yeah. So I said around 1963-ish. Yeah. That's so kind of like I. what we figured out about. So did I. Okay. Um, so let's let's start off. Who was your pick for Banner? 
for Bruce Banner, so this was a so this was a little bit of a complicated one because okay. I, I know we we text each other a little bit about uh, what sort of our we both I, went in the same direction for sort of a joke. joke. It was it was the Jerry Lewis for the Nutty Professor, right? Yeah, the basically nutty, just yeah. rewriting the the, the nutty, nutty Professor as uh, as an action. Oh, lady, gonna be the Hulk, and then he turns into <laughs> he would turn into Buddy the Hulk. Gulp. Yeah, Buddy Hulk. <laughs> Very Hulk's different. Going uh, to smash. So what was interesting was, you know, I, I was initially thinking of that and I was like, well, I got, other than I have, going with, I have almost two completely different casts for this in okay. my head, but you can go. But yeah. Other than going with like uh, an unknown or, yeah. or, or a relatively obscure person, I thought based on. So we'll get to to the kind of movie based on the director and the rest of the cast, the kind yeah. of movie that I'm do you want to go? Of. Do you want to go director first? Let's do that because okay, yeah, because I so not to to get too into this. But this is where I usually I can't talk about the comic books, but American cinema in 1963 <laughs> was not exactly. We're still a ways away from that big era of American independent filmmaking becoming. Yeah, uh, the 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 Easy Rider, um, Easy Riders and Raging Bulls. That that era from the late '60s through like 1980 of like the crowning achievements yeah. of so, some of the crowning achievements of American cinema. Early '60s was still very Hollywood. I mean, you were starting to get into more. Um, uh, adult themes and better. I mean, you know, you still 1960. You still had um, you had uh, Psycho and you had um, The Apartment, mm -hmm. which are two surprising movies to see in that era. But they were just they were just edgy enough that that it it didn't really upset too many people. So I thought the only way a movie like this is going to get made is if it's um, not that it's edgy, but Thinking about a movie like this in that era of American filmmaking, it's going to be full on campy. Yeah. And I thought, who are you going to get who would have a bunch of fun with this, who was at the right point in his career? And the only person I thought of immediately was Roger Corman. Yeah? You thought Corman? I thought Roger Corman to direct. This is right after he was getting in, he was getting out of horror yeah. By like early six by like nineteen sixty three, and he hadn't quite gotten into where he was trying to do like headier projects, like doing all of the Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Yeah. That he would start to do with with Vincent I mean, Price. I mean, I could see it. Yeah. So I thought that's who we're gonna get. That's who's directing the campy, somewhat screwball, but still full of pathos, and 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 action music. Okay. So what what I <laughs> what I saw instead was I saw this as more of sixty sci fi. Where uh -huh. it's, it's a little bit more, it's a little headier, probably, okay. as opposed to what the movie actually is with fighting. I I actually picked um, uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick for my director. Oh, yeah! Wow, Stanley Kubrick's Hulk. That's a different. <laughs> I exactly. We went in way opposite yeah. directions. Kubrick versus Corman. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win? Who will win? <laughs> probably Roger Corman. Stanley Kubrick would probably just curl up in a ball and cry. Um, but yeah, that's, and I kind of used that as my basis of, of where I was going with a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, my casting is not as, as concise as it was on the last one where I went with mostly the people from Smokey and the Bandit. Sure. <laughs> but it, there's, there's a through line with mine as well. Okay. But yeah, I saw it as, as a headier project. It probably wouldn't be as action oriented. It would probably be a lot more, um, kind of like Godzilla mm. where it's like, you have like just people standing in a room talking about Godzilla <laughs> yeah. and then shots of Godzilla doing stuff. Right. So that's kind of like the way I, I was thinking of it. Yeah, I could see that. 
So who'd you pick for your banner? Um, I figured if we're if the studios are going to sign off on a Roger Corman Incredible Hulk and actually put some money behind it, they wanted someone who could prove that they could bring people into seats. And I went through a lot of different people, but I ended up deciding on uh, someone who surprised me a little bit, Tony Curtis. <laughs> Tony Curtis. <laughs> I wanted you wouldn't someone... like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I wanted someone who... Only I have a Tony Curtis impression. I like that. That's great. <laughs> I wanted someone who, who had been able to demonstrate that he'd been he can do funny, he can do the the pathos, the brooding. I need to I need to be alone. You can't yeah. no, I'll do it to hurt you. Yeah. you I know. can't get my heart rate up. <laughs> <laughs> well mine mine was actually uh more Kubrick oriented. I went with Peter Sellers. Okay. As Bruce Banner. Nice. Uh, you know, and the thing is, is that in my head, I I could see Peter Sellers arguing that he wants to play Bruce Banner and the Hulk. <laughs> That's why I kind of went with Paints it. Paints me green. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like Do that. it. It's like, but you're not, you're not, you're not big enough to play to play the Hulk. Well, well, you're gonna have to get like a rubber suit. I will do it. You know, so it's like I could see him doing that. And that's what you know. I mean, for the Tell Hulk, me Kirk Douglas is in your movie. No, Kirk Douglas is not ah, in my movie. No, um, damn. Kirk Douglas probably could be in it, but he was, a, he was in Spartacus. Yeah, right. No. Would have been right before that. So I'm the Hulk. And uh, that's Charlton Heston. And sorry. uh, uh. uh uh, uh, Paths of Glory. glory sorry, yeah. I was trying to remember it. I kept going no, yeah. different. Yeah, who'd you go for, Betty? Uh, Betty, aka Love Interest. Um, I just at this point, I kind of did what you did, where I just picked people. Once I cho- chose the director, I just went with lots of Corman people. I went with Barbara Steele. Ah, yeah. I went with Janet Lee. Oh, nice. Or 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 Natalie Wood. I think Natalie Wood was my first pick. Ah, yeah. She was in she looks West, the part. West Side Story at that time. She looks the part. <laughs> she definitely doesn't look Puerto Rican, but she looks like <laughs> she could be. She could play the part. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what about your your General Thunderbolt Ross? General Bad Guy was played by. See, as you can tell, I didn't bother to look up anyone's actual name. Yeah. Uh, General Bad Guy, keeping with the theme, played by Vincent Price. Ooh. <laughs> We've Hulk. got to get the Hulk. We've got to get the Hulk. Quick, Jody, <laughs> bring out my sound guns. No, I well, I went with George C. Scott. So. This Hulk, he's so incredible. He's so incredible. <laughs> That's such a good pick. <laughs> well, my. <laughs> oh God. Well, uh, well, uh, my mine was uh, George C. Scott. So it's a, yeah. nothing crazy there. It's it's essentially the same character George C. Scott plays in every movie he plays. Agreed. So yep. like if William Hurt didn't look at George C. Scott as informa- as, as uh, inspiration for his part, I don't know who he looked at. But yeah, yeah. That's that's about all I had because I was like, I don't even know who I get to play the villain. You know, I I I did at at the last minute. I decided on Charles Bronson. Ooh, that'd be pretty good, too. Yeah. And I'm going to go with yours. I'm going to go with Charles Bronson. Nice. <laughs> hey, Hulk. I'm here to take you down. Hey, it turned into a different kind of Hulk. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> it turned into a different kind <laughs> uh, Hulk, you keep fighting me like you got some kind of death wish. <laughs> I've got something. I can turn you into a Hulk. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I want to see your version far more than I want to see mine. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's Hulk would end up having nothing to do with the Incredible Hulk, and just the entire third act would just be like abstract imagery. 
everyone turns into Hulk. <laughs> Everyone's Hulk. Well, the thing is, original, original. The other one, I was, I was going with a, a certain way too. I wanted to go with like an Alfred Hitchcock directed Hulk. Yeah, I thought that could be pretty interesting. Where they don't really show the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So I think that would have been a Hitchcock's approach. Is like you only see the aftermath of the Hulk. You don't know if the Hulk is real or not, or if it's Ooh, you know, yeah. something like that. And then it turns out that it's Tor Johnson all the way to painted green. So <laughs> it's Tor Johnson. You know that was actually funny because I was wondering and I was thinking and I and I figured same thing. You have to get like a professional wrestler or something. Yeah. To play it, and I know nothing about professional wrestling. Well, so not, not in the sixties either. It's right. like, gonna get killer kowalski or <laughs> I, I don't i don't even know any of those people so the only i, I was like who am i gonna get el santo yeah like, exactly the mask would rip off when he when he got too big and then you'd see his face it'd be confusing uh it'd be like hulk, why is the hulk mexican So uh, this is the final the final segment of the show uh, where we're going to talk about how this fits into the Marvel universe. This is a new one because we didn't get to do it too much in the Mar in the Iron Man one because it was the first one in the series. Yeah. So this really doesn't take too much part in the Marvel universe as we know. There's two basic references. One is to kind of the Super Soldier serum mm-hmm. that they they have with, and they don't even mention Captain America. They just kind of mention you know. This idea of a super soldier serum. Yeah. And then there's the end, of course, where uh, Iron Man comes in and offers mm-hmm. General Thunderbolt Ross a place in the Avengers. S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up at some point as well. There's like, oh, there um, is some S.H.I.E.L.D. There's some S.H.I.E.L.D. Yield. stuff, the computers they're he using. Hacks it, yeah. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah. It's, it's not really. It was clearly done. I, I'm not going to say, in, I, I shouldn't say it was clearly done independently of. The idea of a of a Marvel universe at first, but it, the the script it, since you said it, it it started kind of in the in the nineties yeah, and there was sort of an idea that they were going to have this movie. Wrote, yeah. It was pretty clear that that they 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 went back and said, okay, let's see if we can then work. This yeah, in. shoehorn it in. Um, in fact, I think uh, I read that Ed Norton cut out a lot of references to Shield in the script, mm. so there was probably more, but they cut it out. Um. So what, did it feel overwhelming? Did it feel like it was uh it was it was too much? No, yeah, like with Iron Man, yeah. I still felt like it stands as its own movie. Yeah. Even knowing what I know now or will know when we <laughs> see more movies. Yeah. But if you could hear that, that's my daughter making choo choo noises upstairs. <laughs> uh yeah, it does it, it fits I think it I don't think it fits in it as well with Iron Man in terms of, of the themes and like the universe building that they're trying to do. It's, it's not the right tone. It's not at all. Um, but I, I think overall it, it has its place. And I think that, um, there is enough interesting stuff to reference 
for it to take part in the universe. And uh, maybe we, we can see some stuff show up later with it. Yeah. All right. So, Kevin, what's your rating? Uh, this is our out of 10 scale. Out of 10 scale, because I refuse to do it out of the 5. Going to go with a solid 5. Solid 5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I went with a, with a, with a 6, because mm-hmm. I think 60% is is passing. Uh, it's it's still a D in the, in, 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 in the schools. <laughs> in the school system. Yeah, it's still a D. It's, it, it's an effort. Like I, you know what I you, you know, give it a D for effort. I'm 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 gonna change it back. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven because wow. that's a six. That's a seventy percent. If I remember correctly, you gave Iron Man an eight. Do you really think it's only one star below Iron Man? <sighs> it's, it's it's six or seven. It's it's hard. Six or seven. It's because I don't think it's overall bad because I love the character stuff, hmm. but I just hate everything. All of the Hulk stuff. Like except for that, except for the like the. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. these action movies exist. They they live or die based on the other yeah, stuff. stuff. I mean, the character yeah. stuff is important, and it's always important. Yeah. and it was good. It was not great, but it was yeah. good. Uh but everything that should have mattered. The 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 reason you have this movie is to watch Hulk smash. smash. Yeah, and I mean, all the Hulk smashing stuff. I guess you're was right. I so I, I will give it a, I will give it a 6 based upon the 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 solid acting, I think in the movie. Um and the solid character, the, the character stuff. But you're right. It's because I couldn't just I, I Hulk s- disappoint audiences twice in 5 years. Yeah. Because I was so just bored with the action sequences, what they just went on too long. They were poorly cut. They were poorly directed. I, I that's why I probably I'll give it a six instead of anything higher. So there you go. There. All right, everyone, go to planetarbitrary.com for your planet arbitrary needs. You could follow me on Twitter at planet arbitrary. You could follow Kevin at at k white says. You could like our Facebook page backslash planet arbitrary. Like us on iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe on iTunes. It's the best way that you could help us out is by putting up a review on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher Radio. And, Ooh. yeah, we're, we're all over the place. Um, and uh, you could listen to our other podcasts on the network, including uh, the Play On podcast and the Game Classy podcast. Um, so, Kevin, uh, next, next podcast we have is going to be what? Iron Man 2, The Legend of the Curly's, Curly's Gold. Gold. So until next time, uh, you wouldn't like me when I'm disappointed in watching stupid Hulk movies. I thought you were going to say Hulk is Hulk be Hulk. <laughs> <laughs>